Good morning, everyone. You can tell my voice is already gone from my, my fun week. Um, and I'm actually going to talk about PF because, and the freshman work tour that we were just on because it is what's going on in my life right now. Um, but when I was looking for inspiration for today's reflection as the church starts this summer biography series, I was looking for something to give me something to start with. And I knew that Catherine would be talking about Eugene Peterson today. So I was looking through quotes. He's a super prolific writer. And I found a quote that stood out to me and will kind of guide the stories I cho choose to tell today. But the quote is, no life of faith can be lived privately. There must be overflow into the lives of others. So as Catherine said, I just got back yesterday from Plymouth Fellowship's freshman work tour. I have been on eight week-long PF trips in my time as a PF adult, which I know because the PFers made me count for them. Now, I actually avoided returning to PF after I graduated from college. I did PF as a high schooler. You're not allowed back while you're a college student for obvious reasons. And, um, and then the, the group is run by often alumni of the group who are in their 20s and 30s. And that first year I was out of school, Tilden texted me like 13 times asking when I was coming back. But I wasn't ready to join as an adult leader until my little sister, Annika, died suddenly in 2017. I was 23 years old. And out of nowhere, all of my 23-year-old college friends didn't know what to do with me. Um, they, they tried to love and support me. They really did. But these young people who had never known their own losses could not witness me in my big feelings of grief. I felt like people just barely tolerated me talking about my sister because they would feel like bad friends if they didn't. They'd let me talk for a few minutes and then gently encourage the conversation along to a more comfortable topic. I felt totally abandoned and totally alone. I needed to be with people who knew me. I needed to be with people who knew Annika. And that meant I needed to come back to PF. This also means I came back to PF to grieve not to serve others, but because I needed so desperately to be served, to be loved and cared for. I expected to get that from the other PF adults. They all knew Annika. Most of them knew me. All of them knew that Annika had died. Most of them came to her service. My grief was all that I wanted to talk about, and I felt like for anyone to know me or understand me, I had to tell people about her death but I was terrified to tell the PFers. They are high schoolers. I didn't know them, and they didn't know me. I felt like I had to let them in on that part of my life, but I was so scared of how they would react when full-grown adults were constantly letting me down. So on my first trip as a PF adult, that was the fall retreat in 2017, and Annika had been dead for four months. Fall Retreat's a fellowship trip where the PFers get to know each other over meals and games and the beach. It's mostly very silly. Uh, and I was kind of intimidated by all of these kids who didn't know my name. I didn't know their names. It was a lot. Um, 
And on Saturday night of this trip, we do a discussion, which had been prepared by the PF officers, which are the, the peer leaders. I was assigned as the only adult participant to a group of PFers, um, a small group, and the, the PF president, who's you know a 17-year-old boy, is in my group, uh, and he starts facilitating a conversation about hope. We started talking as the kids led this conversation about the nuances of hope and how hoping for something is different than wishing for something, which I thought was interesting. Um, and I don't quite remember the context, but I very distinctly remembering, like, I was gonna say it. Um, I was pretty afraid, but I told him. I told him that my sister had died and that while I wish she hadn't died, I couldn't hope that she hadn't died or something like that. And while I was talking, those high schoolers all looked me straight in the face. And they listened, and they heard me. They didn't turn away. And we went on with that. I'm like getting emotional just thinking about it. We went on with that discussion, and I don't remember the rest of the conversation. I was just so relieved um, that it went OK. But that was the first of literally hundreds of times that the high schoolers turned towards me instead of away from me while I spoke about my grief. And I'm now five years into being a PF adult and into being a grieving person. So I am much more able to pour myself into the PFers, into making sure they feel noticed and listened to and loved in this group that did that for me when I needed them to. Um, now, every once in a while, I get to talk to the parent of a PFer. And they, it's funny, they always thank me effusively I think the parents of PFers think the adults are literal saints or, or martyrs or something. It's like with their own kids, they're too close to the situation and they can't imagine why we would sacrifice our vacation time to watch their kids. But PF is the best thing that I do for myself and for my faith. Um, since my own days as a high schooler, I have viewed faith as something we do as choices we make, um, more than as something we believe. And every time I am with the kids, they offer me connection and love, they challenge me, and they deepen my faith. So this past week was freshman work tour, and we were down in Louisville, Kentucky, volunteering with St. George's Episcopal Church. The pastor there, her name is Valerie, she joined the church just over a year ago moving her family to the area, and she has been working on reinvigorating an aging con congregation. Um, now the work, the work of, of work tour is very important to me. That's one of the key words about what the, the purpose of these trips are. But the work that PF had to do was cleaning and organizing. This church had decades of accumulated clutter and donations, and Valerie was not there when those things came in, and sorting through all of it was not fun. Um, we'd pick up an object and decide if we were gonna keep or toss it, and if we wanted to keep it, we had to figure out where it was gonna go. So it was like pretty hard work, and not the type of work that PF loves to do. But it is what Val needed to return those spaces to her community. I'm gonna be honest, the kids struggled to focus on the volunteer work compared to typical work tours. The work was hard, and so they would stumble across nail polish and spend 30 minutes painting all the boys' nails. Um, <laughs> that's 
what they did. Um, but as a PF adult, I think part of my job is to create engaging work for the PFers, and I felt frustrated a lot of the work days that I couldn't get them hooked and, and focused. I only have three pages. Um, so one of the biggest distractions from the work was actually a church member. Um, Val's son, Elijah, is the only youth member of their congregation. And she'd brought him along to the church for the week since he's out of school and he needed to be taken care of during the week while she was working. Now, Elijah started off the week on his own, spinning in a swivel chair in the gym, and the PFers are over here chatting, and. After a little bit, a few PFers started talking with Elijah. And we learned that he's 10 years old. He's going into sixth grade. He likes video games and Marvel movies. And when it's time for the PFers to start actually working, uh, Elijah tags along. And so the PFers give him some work to do alongside of, him, um, alongside of them. And pretty soon, he's laughing and joking with the kids. Every day, Elijah came to church with his mom and joined in PF. He's smart, and he's funny, and he's quick to roast the PFers, who are five, six, seven years older than him. Um, and the PFers, they poured their attention back into Elijah. They listened to his stories, and they laughed at his jokes. And every workday, I got frustrated with the PFers for their distractibility. I would give them something to do, and within minutes, they would be gone. And when I go looking for them, I'd find them organizing Elijah's video game collection that he had just found under a pile of stuff, or holding a mock trial where Elijah was the judge. Um, <laughs> it was super cute, but if I'm being honest, it wasn't, like, at the time, enough to help me get over feeling annoyed with them. Um, but on the last day that we were there, Pastor Valerie told us that Elijah came home from church and told her, Mom, I made friends. She said they'd moved a lot as she was assigned from parish to parish, and he hadn't made friends in town yet. At the beginning of the week, he was off on his own, and by our fourth and final workday, he gave the incoming PF president his mailing address so that she could send him a birthday card for his 11th birthday next week, or next month, sorry. Um, he'd be mad that I got that wrong. Um, but we got through the organization projects we needed to, but I am most proud of the PFers for the way that they shared their love with Elijah and the way that they share their love with each other and, and everywhere that they go. Their lives of faith overflow into the lives of others, especially mine. Thank you. <laughs>